Welcome to Health Rants. Join us and learn how not to let healthcare rip you off or kill you. Together, we will explore the secrets of healthcare and give you insight on how to make a better and informed decision about your health and your healthcare. I'm Dr. Bob Braille. I'm a chiropractor for over 40 years, and I've seen it and heard it all. So welcome to our podcast, Health Rants. Hi, this is Dr. Bob Braille, and today is our podcast for Health Rants. The name of this particular podcast is called Post-COVID, and the reason it's post-COVID is because that's my status, post-COVID. Um, between my last podcast and now, guess what? Yes, I got COVID, uh, probably the Delta variant, but they don't identify it that way. And a little history about what happened with it and how it took place, just so I can bring all the listeners up. Um, my granddaughters um, started school a couple of weeks back. And in so doing, guess what? Well, they got sick. Turns out they were positive for COVID, but in the first day they were sick, we didn't know that. So they came over and Grandpa, of course, comforted them and let them sit on my lap and you know, held them while they were running a fever. And, uh, you know, I've been checking myself as far as making sure my nervous system was functioning and I felt good. So I thought my resistance system was probably high enough. But evidently, that amount of exposure and that amount of time, because I spent a fair amount of time with them, they actually stayed over the house that night, uh, was enough to overwhelm my resistance system. And um, I went into my office. This was a Sunday went into my office on Monday, and later in the day, I didn't feel quite right. So I have other young doctors as interns, and they kind of took over. And then by that night, I knew I wasn't feeling well, and I felt I was starting to run a fever. I says, okay, something's not right here. I immediately canceled Tuesday in my practice and went off and got a COVID test, and sure enough, I was positive. So I closed my office for basically two weeks and quarantined. And so let me give you a little uh, update about what that was like. Um, okay, I started running a little bit of fever. I started being a little achy. I didn't really have a cough, and I didn't really feel my lungs having a problem. So I wasn't 100% certain at the time that I was dealing with COVID because I'd heard so much about lungs and things, but uh, I, I felt none of that really going on. Um, so after I tested positive, well, even before then, the next morning, Tuesday morning, uh, of which I tried to find a rapid test somewhere uh, where I could go in and get myself tested. And I finally found a place that could test me by four o'clock in the afternoon. And I had to pay a tremendous amount of money. Well, compared to what they should cost, I paid like $175 to get myself tested, which was okay. But, you know, I know you can buy tests, but I preferred to have somebody actually do it at a lab. And uh, so... I tried to get in in the morning. I couldn't get in until 4 o'clock. Well, as the day was progressing, I was feeling worse. And by worse, I mean stuff hurt. <laughs> I felt pain running up and down my spine, which I'd never felt before, running straight up and down my spine. All of my joints hurt. My muscles were hurting. I felt weak. Um, it, was a, it was beating me up pretty nicely as the day progressed. I had a fever going. Okay, but still no breathing issues. In fact, when I went in to see the doctor, um, he checked my lungs, said they're clear. Great. You know, everything else was good. My blood pressure was higher. Uh, of course, I was in pain, so it's going to be higher. And uh, I just felt, wow, I don't feel good at all. Well, 
That night, had a lot of trouble sleeping. I couldn't find a comfortable position. Everything hurt. Wound up in a lounge chair, trying to find a comfortable position. Didn't get a whole lot of sleep. Um, was not hungry at all. Lost my appetite completely. I, I barely put down any food. It wasn't like my stomach was upset. I just did not feel like eating. And the next day, I'm walking through my house. We have cats, and I we have a kitty box, and... I walked by the kitty box and noticed there was stuff in it, and I said, I can't smell this. So I quickly ran off and grabbed some air freshener, sprayed it in my hand, and put it to my nose and realized, okay, I have no sense of smell either. Uh, I could still taste food, but not very well, not much, but I could not smell anything. My entire sense of smell was gone. Um, I was still hurting a lot. Uh, so my, my second day into this, it was Wednesday at that point, all I did was really spend time in a lounge chair, uh, drinking lots of fluid, and uh, watching television. I don't do medications, so, you know, I mean, it wasn't to the point where I was in agony, but I hurt a lot. Uh, but I was not going to take any medications. I was not going to add aspirin or Tylenol or anything. I didn't do anything. I just basically relaxed, hydrated like crazy, and wound up falling asleep a lot. Um, I am blessed with the ability to take naps relatively easily. I mean, on command, I can pretty much fall asleep. So I did take a lot of different naps. If I got up and walked around a little bit, I was tired, went boom, fell right asleep in the chair. Uh, as painful as I felt, I could still fall asleep, which was good. Uh, the next night I had to actually move the mattress around a little bit because I couldn't sleep on the position that I felt there was a little lump in the bed because I could feel it and it hurt really badly. So. By Thursday, um, I was still feeling pretty poorly, but the fever seemed to have gone. You know, we're a couple of days into this thing, and I was getting really kind of uh, angry at myself from the standpoint of I don't like my body betraying me. Um, you know, I don't like to feel bad. If I ever get symptoms and some kind of a cold or whatever, it's less than 24 hours for me, and I'm better. And I usually work through it, and no big deal. So. I was getting angry that we are three days into this thing, and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling not so good. So I decided it was a beautiful, hot, sunny day. I decided I was going outside. In fact, it felt better outside in the sun than it did inside in the air conditioning. So I went outside, and I decided that I'll do a little physical work until I get tired. And so I started to do a little physical work, and I started doing harder physical work, and I started doing harder physical work, and I started chopping, splitting wood, and I started digging, and I... I actually dove into doing extremely tough physical exertion, sweating like crazy work outside. And hot, I had to change my clothes several times from the sweat, kept hydrating. And the honest reality is I felt better and better as I did it. I physically exerted myself and felt better and better the more I did. So that night I got a really good night's sleep. I still didn't smell. I still didn't have much of an appetite. I ate a little bit. I had a couple of apples, I think. But the following day, I did the same thing. Got up, did my required chores, and then immediately went outside and went crazy. And cutting and pruning and hauling and digging and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And believe it or not, by that day, I was like, at points, I felt euphoric. Now, I still had, you know, energy would still disappear. And I, okay, it's and Nate's telling me lie down and take a nap, so I would like lie down and fall asleep for half an hour, and then wake back up and back outside. <laughs> you know, uh, but I actually 
beat the thing uh, in, in basically three days. And I don't know how much of it or all of it was, a, was attributed to the fact that I decided I'm going outside. I'm going to physically exert myself. Um, again, fortunately, there were no lung issues. I did notice a slight residual cough in the morning, but nothing, nothing bothering, uh, whatever, you know. Um, if I ate food, I noticed a little bit of a cough, but only for a minute or two, and that was about it. But other than that, symptoms were pretty much gone. I still didn't have all of my energy, and I still didn't um, have any ability to smell anything. Kind of like, you know, I'd been through a, a, a fight, and it was like post-fight. You're not receiving any new pain. I felt better, but not 100%, I could tell. But still, the more I did, the better I felt I was doing. The harder I worked, the more I sweat. Uh, physical outside work, the better I was feeling with it. Now, now I'm not saying that this is what everybody, you know, if you, you know, wind up with COVID, that this is what you need to try to do. I'm just telling you what I did. And in so doing, I felt better, you know, I felt euphorically better, actually. So I wound up basically because I had to uh, um, impose a quarantine on myself and I wouldn't go back to my office. So I wound up with another week to go before my uh, required 10 days was done, where I was symptom pretty close to symptom free, other than the not being able to smell. I gained most of my taste back. And uh, a little bit tired here and there to where I would, uh, you know, okay, let me sit down and relax for a little bit and just take a few minutes off and then go back outside and do crazy work. Um, and so within days, it was beat and I feel good. Now, you know, I went back to the office not long after that, um, able to physically do what I normally do. I feel pretty good about it, you know. So, you know, that was kind of my story. Uh, beating COVID in a couple of days. Now, you know, granted, I, I watch the news as much as anybody else, and I realize that there are people who can't beat this thing. And I've had patients who, uh, uh, you know, took two weeks or two weeks in a hospital, you know, and they, they still are taking forever to come out of it. And, you know, I, I can't speak to how they tried to beat it. Um, I've had patients who, yeah, in a couple of days, they were through it and it was over because, you know, hey, a lot of people have had this thing, so we've all, you know, for those of us who are in healthcare, we've all had patients that had it. And their experiences, uniquely enough, were almost all different, which is kind of an interesting thing here. There were some similarities that I've noticed that almost everyone who I spoke to mentioned. One was the amount of pain in the muscles and joints, uh, significant much more than you would feel with any kind of a cold or even a regular flu, but a significant amount of joint pain and or muscle pain or a combination of the two. Yes, tired easy. You know, the well, that's part of any kind of a significant illness is that your body has, you know, uses its energy to fight that thing, so it draws it away from other things that you might want to do. I don't know too many people who tried what I tried where, you know, and part of it was anger because I, I get angry when I'm, when I feel like I could be doing more and I'm not. So I got angry at myself and went outside and said, I'm going to do physical work. If I drop, I drop. <laughs> That's how, kind of how I went after it. Um, hoping my wife didn't have to call an ambulance to come get me out of the front yard or backyard or wherever I was at the time or the pasture. But nonetheless, you know, and, and by the way, uh, a day or two after my symptoms, my wife came down with it too. So 
Now, her symptoms were different. Um, she had a fever that lasted basically a week. Mine was gone in a day and a half. Uh, aches and pains, significant, similar to mine. I mean, up and down the spine, significant amount of pain, joint pains, muscle pains. Uh, that part was similar. Lost her sense of smell, but her sense of smell was surprisingly never as acute as mine was. I could smell any little odor. Now it's like, okay, I don't smell hardly anything. I've gained some of it back, but far from all of it has come back yet for me. Uh, taste, I assume most of it's back. I can taste things again, which is probably not great because I love to eat. But other than that, uh, I've recovered. My wife has now since recovered. She took a little longer. Um... Whereas I felt I was basically past it in three days. It took her about a week to feel that she had beaten it. Fortunately for her, too, not really any lung issues. A little bit of a lingering cough, but that was about it for her as well. Uh, so she got through it. It just took her a little bit longer. Now, she did not do the same hard physical routine that I did. She did. We have horses, so there was stuff we had to do regardless of how we felt. So she had to deal with that, and I was out there with her and... You know, we had to deal with it regardless of how we felt. Fortunately, our worst days were not the same days for myself and my wife. So when I was at my worst and basically wasn't going to do much of anything, she was able to pick it up. When she was at her worst, I picked it up. So, you know, there was a nice little offset there. Uh, my grandchildren, who we had gotten it, they basically was like a minor cold to them and they were better, you know. And they had the quarantine, so they got like an extra week off of school. They loved it, you know. But other than that, they were fine. In fact, all three of, of one of my daughter's grandchildren, a set of twins at five years old and a baby less than one, all came down with it. The, the baby had some cough for a while. One of the two twins, they were both positive. One of the two twins had the symptoms and the fever, and that's the one I probably comforted the most and who got me sick. The other one never had a symptom. Ran around like it was great, no problem, blah, 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 you know. Just run around like nothing wrong with me. and But they both tested positive at the same time. And surprisingly enough, my daughter, who has to deal with all three of these children, never tested positive herself. So unique, unique type of a disease. This, the, the, the COVID is quite different than what I would call a normal, uh, and granted, yes, look at the death toll, look at what's taking place here. But... It also acts differently than other natural types of uh, of diseases, viruses, etc. And, and I'm not, a, as I've mentioned in the past, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. In fact, I'm an anti-conspiracy theorist. But this one just acts differently, almost as if it wasn't naturally created. And, and I, I don't know, and I'll never know. But, man, my suspicion went higher to that side than it was to the, okay, this came out of natural migrations, mutations, excuse me. But uh, I don't know, considering how differently this acts than anything else that should act physiologically, it just seemed unique. And maybe that's what it was. It was just uniquely different, and that's why, because corona is different, and uh, who knows. But in any event, uh, in a post setting, I was, you know, I don't, I posted online that I tested positive and then that I, I put my experience online so my friends would know that I'm better. Uh, the sad part is, yeah, I've had, in fact, one of my other colleagues uh, who got it younger than me, he passed. It took him, um, unfortunately, you know, and he was a young, younger gentleman, 
professional, and he got sick with this, and he never recovered. So it is a pretty serious phenomena. Uh, I don't want to lighten it off by saying I got through it in three days. Well, yeah, I did, but my experience was different than a lot of people, and I don't know uh, how much of that is genetics of what I'm different or how much of it is that I've been under regular chiropractic care. The other gentleman was too, but... Uh, so I don't know what the difference was that just allowed me and my wife to come out of this pretty quickly. And I'm thankful and blessed. And of course, the question, you know, from some people comes up as well. Don't you feel you felt better if you, you know, gotten vaccinated? Because, you know, I'm not, a, as I've mentioned in one, my past podcast, I haven't been vaccinated any time in my adult life for anything. So uh, I don't like the Johnny come lately. So all of a sudden just against the COVID vaccine, yet they get every other vaccine. You know, that's a silly reason, but. That was a different discussion, different podcast. But I don't get vaccinated for anything. So, uh, you know, wouldn't you have felt, you know, uh, don't you feel bad that you didn't get vaccinated? No, <laughs> not really. Um, there's still breakthrough infections out there. And, uh, you know, there are people, in fact, the rate of breakthrough infections is a lot higher than the rate of reinfection, which is near non-existent. So I'm immune now, you know. And those three days, basically, I feel like, good, now I don't have to worry about anything. Um, doesn't mean I don't wear a mask out of either one social acceptance or to the desire not to inhale and exhale something onto somebody else who has a lowered resistance system. But and I, do I wear it all the time now? No, I wear it a lot less. But in certain confines, you know what? I'm going to put one on. Uh, as we're recording this podcast, the curvatures both in the state of Georgia where I am and on a U.S. basis are on the downside. Uh, the numbers of new cases reported are decreasing. It's still fairly high, but it is decreasing kind of like it was in January and February where it was a sharp decrease before the Delta variant kicked in and there was an, a sharp increase. So I feel we're on the back end of that and hopefully this is the last one of those nice big curvatures that comes through and we won't have to worry about this thing. We'll get past COVID finally. But on a, you know, a personal level, um, how do I feel now? I feel fine. Uh, other than the sense of smell, I have absolutely no residual symptoms whatsoever. Um, nothing's going on that gives me problems. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to have gone through it. Did I want to close my office and tell my patients they can't come to see me? No. But that's part of what goes on here. But now I'm at least confident that I don't have to worry about it anymore. I have had patients come into my office who uh, were getting under care, and we were uh, most of the time we were masking. Um, later on, when the numbers decreased so much in that one gap period, we were only masking if people came in with a mask. But right, you know, we were masking continually before and after that scenario. And I'd have people come in, and uh, they would then call a day or two later and say, "Oh, I just tested positive. I'm sick." So that means they were in my office with COVID. Well. None of my staff or me or any of the doctors who here caught anything from those people. So there was, a, you know, I mean, we're, as a chiropractor, we're physically with a person for a few minutes. Not a long encounter, but, you know, for a few minutes of time it takes to make an adjustment, we are physically with them in close contact with them. And yes, for a good portion of this pandemic, we were wearing masks in our office. Uh, when the numbers had dropped down and the percentage of infection rate had dropped way down to like 2%, we kind of like, okay, only wear it if the patient's wearing it because they feel they need to, we'll wear it. But that we went back to wear it all the time, you know. 
Uh, now on the downside, we're, and even though I've been infected and I've passed that, um, I'm still putting one on now when the patient is wearing one, I'm putting one on for them. If they're coming in without one, I'm not. Now either they're confident they're not gonna get it or they've had it, or they've had the vaccine and feel they're confident they're not gonna get it. Whatever it is, they're no longer worried, so I'm not gonna be worried because I can't catch it. So, you know, I don't have to worry about catching it from them. Um, so I'm in a, kind of a good place from that standpoint. So, you know, the experience of COVID, if I can give it one overview, is that it's different for everyone. Um, we have all heard the stories and seen the hospital people on television talking about how their intensive care units are full. And in the beginning, there was this uh, noise about, oh, well, these are all sick people anyway. Some politician made a const comment about one foot's in the grave already. That's kind of crass. But I don't know who that was, by the way. But, uh, you know, pre-existing conditions, uh, predisposed to illness. We heard all of that going around. Well, unfortunately, we've since learned that there were a lot of people who seemingly didn't have that. Now, when I say that, you can think someone's healthy and they're really not. Someone can be physically fit and not be healthy. Someone can seemingly, oh, I don't have anything, and then not really be healthy. You know, we don't know all the factors determining for internal health. Science is not at the point where they can give you like, okay, you have a 90 percentile health rating on all levels, your immune system, your nervous system, all these things are functioning the way they're supposed to, and therefore you have a 98% chance of not catching anything. We don't know that. It's a nice guess. We certainly function under the assumption that if we do all the right things, our percentages are higher, but we don't necessarily have that answer for sure. Certainly we don't have it for sure. So in that setting, in that scenario, you know, we could be wrong. I mean, I thought, and honestly, you know, I'm a chiropractor, so I make sure my nervous system functioning. And I had actually been checked by my chiropractor myself the day before I went home and picked up the grandchildren to stay at the house. So it was like, I thought my immune system must be as high as it can be, but it can be overwhelmed. Everything's a gray area, by the way. It's not black and white. An immune system is not a light switch that goes on and off. It's a dimmer switch. And I don't believe anybody can have 100% light on that dimmer switch at any given time. You're in your immune system. There are always factors. So the question is, what is the concentration by which you're coming in contact with? Well, having a sick granddaughter sit on my lap for an hour as I'm rubbing her hair and telling her she's going to be better, and we're watching television probably more than an hour, while she's got a fever and while she's got it. You can't get much closer contact than that. A close hour with a sick child sitting on my lap on a lounge chair. Uh, that overwhelmed my immune system. <laughs> you know, my immune system was 98% could have been overwhelmed by that. And my wife and I, we're together all the time, live in the same house, sleep in the same room. So it's like, okay, you know, her immune system two days later was overwhelmed by me, yeah, right? So I have to take credit for her getting it. But interestingly enough, with all three of my children, my daughter didn't get it. And she's obviously in close contact with them. And while they're sick, sick they slept in their bed. You know, So she didn't get it, interestingly enough. So <clears throat> COVID's a unique, uh, a unique phenomenon. I'm very much hoping, as is everyone in the world, and in the United States specifically, hoping that this is the last wave we see, that we're past this. Uh, as I've mentioned in the past, I don't give advice on uh, 
whether or not you should go get vaccinated. I have my opinions on that on some past uh, podcasts. That opinion has not changed based upon the fact that I got COVID. And, and if somebody brought to me a totally absurd hypothetical, um, if you knew you could get vaccinated and not have had those bad three days, would you have traded those off and got the vaccine? Uh, my answer still would have been no. <laughs> no, I would not. I would still endure those three days. If I knew that even if I got a vaccine, I wouldn't have to do those three days, correct. And a lot of that has to do, as I mentioned in the past, with my faith-based belief, my personal philosophy. Remember, during the COVID thing, when I was in pain, I took no medication. No aspirin, no Tylenol, no drugs, nothing. I don't do medications. And the only times in my life that I have were extreme circumstances whereby, in one case, past hip replacement, I really didn't have much of a choice in that one. But other than that, uh, no, I just don't do it. I, I, you know, it doesn't mean I wouldn't in an emergency situation. Yeah, but I don't consider this an emergency situation. At no point was I in a position where my lungs were shutting down and I felt I was in the crisis care. So I wrote it out. I felt bad for a day or two, hydrated, and then I got upset when I was and worked out. But other than that, that's my story with uh, COVID. I am blessed to have gotten through it, as is my wife and my grandchildren. No one else in my family, even though we're in contact with most of them on a regular basis, uh, had gotten it. It's a good thing. But uh, everybody's different. I still believe that taking precautions is a good idea. If, if you've not come in contact with it and you're in contact with people who you might, might have been in contact with, especially at the beginning of schools, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with social distancing. I think it's a fine idea and wearing a mask. I've done it. It's a good idea. And obviously the time that I didn't with close contact with a sick granddaughter was the time that I then my immune system was overwhelmed and I got sick. Other than that, I took the precautions. I wore the mask and I went through a pandemic having taken care of hundreds of people in my office without getting sick, having been outside when we could and going to shopping and you know, didn't do much dining in restaurants until we could. But uh, that kind of casual contact, I never caught it. It was that close, intimate, sitting with a sick grandchild that was enough to overwhelm my immune system. So my advice to most folks is, is still be cautious. Uh, make the decision on vaccinations based upon your belief system and whether or not you believe it will help you. Uh, certainly, I'm not a big fear man. I'm not into fearing people into doing something or not doing something. So we're not going to go there. But make your own decisions on that. But it's not a bad idea. And it's not a freedom issue. It's not a, you know, I can't believe we make health decisions based on political orientations. That's like crazy. I don't understand that at all. I wouldn't make a decision on either direction based upon a political orientation. That's, that's like, I'm not giving that to somebody else. A health decision is your personal decision. You make it, you know. I think a mask is a good thing. Uh, we're not going to get into the political argument of mandates. That's a different podcast. That's, I'm not a political podcast. I have my own feelings about that, but I will not be going over them in detail with you. So uh, I hope you all do well. I hope that you don't come in contact with uh, COVID as I did, because it wasn't a pleasant three days, but I got through it. And I'm blessed. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Health Rants. You have been listening to Health Rants. My name is Dr. Bob Braille, and I've been your host. 
subscribe to this podcast, and join us for future rants on a large variety of subjects related to health and health care. Thank you for listening to Health Rants. Health Rants is sponsored by Braille Chiropractic. Find out more and listen to previous episodes on our website, www.braillechiropractic.com. That's B-R-A-I-L-E chiropractic.com. The opinions on this podcast are meant to encourage discussion on healthcare issues and are not meant as specific medical or healthcare advice. You should only seek health advice from your healthcare professionals. This has been Health Rants.